0: Welcome to Late Night Talks, a place for growth, stability, and transformation, the podcast for men and for the women who want to understand men. My name is Amy Joe. I am a certified clinical hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and a life strategist. Here we take you to the next level of your journey: mentally, physically, Emotionally and spiritually. Hello there, welcome to Late Night Talks. I hope you are well, feeling fine, staying healthy, and I hope you had a really great week. I, I love that you're here and it's always a pleasure to have you here joining me. I had a lovely week myself and just embraced every bit of it. I'm trying to be a little more conscientious and slow down because I know we can all get so overwhelmed and stressed and just move on autopilot and we forget to stop and slow down and look at what's really going on around us, you know, and it comes and goes. Sometimes I'm really good at that and sometimes I'm not. I have to remind myself. Anyway, I'm going to move on. But just know that it is so, so good to be here with you tonight. Now, there is a lot of frustrated men out there and we need to have a conversation. We often follow culture and society to try and fit in because that's what's expected of us, right? If everyone's doing something and you're not following suit at best, you can come off as odd. At worst, you can end up, you know, being a total outcast. And this world, as we can see, is constantly changing today. You know, society, the people around us, friends, family, co-workers. But especially online messages can cause us a lot of confusion. And there's a lot of issues causing upheaval between you know gender equality, roles, and responsibilities, which is creating friction, is creating chaos and even aggression among people. And one current big issue is the emasculation of men. And when some men even hear that word, they might feel threatened by it or confused or even terrified. Tonight we're going to try and provide a little more clarity on this issue and we're going to really discuss the causes of emasculation of men, how men feel women are undermining and emasculating them, and really basically how to protect your masculine identity and standing your truth. So, let's start with, what does emasculation even mean? The word emasculation was introduced in the 1600s, and back then, the word meant to castrate, which is the removal of a man's testicles. And it was used to just basically punish enemies or criminals, tame male slaves, and, and really curb the, the poisonous desires of, of the sex offenders. Now, today, that word has a whole different meaning, right? If a man is emasculated, he loses his, his male role, his identity, his qualities. You know, he's rendered as weak or ineffective. Emasculated men really lack in their masculine strength maybe their authority, their dignity, their independence. And in turn, that can lead to feelings of defeat. When this happens, a man can take on a more feminine position, right? To put it more politely, just because it diminishes a man's ability to produce results. Depression in itself can lead to feelings of emasculation so we can you know men can create emasculation within themselves or or feelings of inadequacy about masculinity can also contribute to depression right so um men emasculate themselves they emasculate each other and women of course emasculate men as well so Who's at fault here? You know, some would agree that it is an internal issue. And we'll get further into that later. But let's take a closer look at when this really all started, which happened to be back in the 40s. You know, at the beginning of the 1940s, men of the United States were really expected to have certain characteristics that made them men. Men wanted to show that they were real men by developing those traits of maybe stoicism, aggression, maybe competition, independence, bravery, toughness, right? And Americans even thought that a man's physical skills or fighting virtues were important to his identity because that helped him build his character, right? So... It makes sense after the the Great Depression, which was the biggest threat to a man's sense of manhood at that time because it threatened men's roles as providers, right? World War II gave American soldiers the chance to grow and prove their manhood to themselves and others. I think part of the way the war kind of changed the idea of what it means to be a man is when they forced women to take part in both civilian and military roles. So, you know, as the men went off to war, they stopped working in the factories and then the women took over, you know, these jobs to to help the war effort. So I think that that's where it kind of all started back then. Now, over time, what's happening is that the Western world is encouraging these women and girls to, to put themselves first, right? It's, it's all career driven as though, you know, they're superior to men. And this is true. I mean, I might get attacked for this, but we regularly prioritize the wants, the desires, the, the rights of women above those of men. Absolutely. And even the idea that men have rights eludes us. But I want to tell you, despite what society says, no matter what, men, you have the same value as women. And don't let the story of equality convince you otherwise. Now in the past, the roles of men were obviously to provide, to be the head of the household. But today, with this the rise of women's empowerment, these roles are beginning to shift on a much bigger scale. And today, many men are now doing the tasks that women used to do, that women were expected to do. Men are now doing the dishes, cooking, cleaning, grocery shopping, becoming a stay at home dad while their significant other is out working full time. And there is absolutely certainly nothing at all wrong with this. Not that's not what I'm saying at the end of the day this is your life and roles really shouldn't have to be designated if one is better at something than the other or vice versa it's just about working consciously together this is basically for the men who are kind of feeling confused and not sure of where they stand because it's it's frustrating for them they are confused at who they're expected to be in, in the eyes of women. There is also a, a cultural decline in, in masculinity among the younger generation. Something's happening, and, and different studies are showing and confirming that men have 20% less testosterone than men 20 years prior. And it gets worse the further you go back. The difference of 20 years might not seem that big of a deal. Yet, it it really is a significant drop in the fundamental component of a man. Testosterone is the hormone that plays the most fundamental role in a man's life. It determines who they are and what they're capable of. Men who have low testosterone levels, they often struggle with mental health issues and they have noticeably more feminine qualities. And with that happening, it's led to decrease infertility and even motivation in men. When there's low levels of testosterone in a man, they don't feel masculine. They don't feel confident. They don't desire women as much. They're more terrified. All these actions are contributing to to the downfall of the masculinity of men. Another factor is also the obscene high divorce rates, the absent fathers, as well as the changing attitudes that is taking place right now. Many boys are being raised by single mothers. And part of the issue is that guys are are being socialized to be perpetually adolescent. They're not being raised by men. They're not being raised, mentored, coached, or trained by a man they're just boys and women don't want to marry boys they want to marry a man historically if you look back fathers and even Hollywood they provided males with with a positive example to follow redefining what it meant to be a man and in the 1950s was a group effort it included rebels like Marlon Brando or or James Dean You know, some like that. You don't find that nowadays. That's just not there anymore. So let's continue and move on. Now, when it comes to relationships, women, whether intentionally or unintentionally, they're establishing themselves as the dominant partner in their relationships, which obviously is resulting in a significant power imbalance and again this works for some men some men love this but others not so much some they want to run in the opposite direction in general men want women's approval they want our admiration and they strive to satisfy the women that they they love and adore okay And since the house usually tends to be the wife's domain, you know, regardless of the degree which men and women share domestic responsibilities, husbands often take direction on the the front from, from their spouses, and this isn't anything new. When husbands really love and respect their spouses, they will gladly listen to what their woman has to say. And you've heard that term. It's like saying happy wife, happy life, right? But on the same note, women are somehow being fed that men owe them something. And this is very toxic. I want to talk about some of the ways women emasculate men and why. Sometimes it's intentional. Sometimes it's not. I believe this occurs often. I've been guilty of doing this. I didn't realize what I was doing at that time. And many women are unaware of what they're doing to make a guy feel deflated. But there's also occasions when women are completely aware of what they're doing. You know, men have physical strength, but women's words can really cut deep. Women have a tendency to go straight for a man's confidence when, when this happens, right? They could insult you in front of others. They can maybe use sarcasm or just disdain you. It doesn't matter whether it's in private or not. You know, it, it all hurts just as much all the same. The thing about men, you know, they seldom show their emotions. And particularly if they're already feeling down or not great about themselves or they have a poor sense of, of their own worth... They're not going to speak up and, and tell you that you've hurt their feelings. It's, it doesn't typically usually happen. They just tend to withdraw and retreat. And when they do that, these words continue to play over and over in their heads, causing them to, to kind of form this conviction that they aren't truly good enough. Women undermine men. They question men. And they make them feel that they're not capable of making the right decisions. They might ask a man to do something. And then when he does it, she tells him he's doing it wrong. Women also withhold sex and physical intimacy as, as a form of punishment. Right. And this really does affect a man. You know, men I think they, they appreciate feeling love through sexual intimacy. And when you take that away, it really affects them on a deep level. There's also maybe women talk down to their partner. They belittle them. They act as if they're superior to them. They reprimand him. There's some passive aggressive behavior. They might complain about how childish he is or complain that he isn't providing enough financial stability. They compare him to maybe exes or other men. They boss him around and tell him what to do. Having to ask for permission to go and do something that he enjoys. Treating him as if he has no feelings be offering unsolicited advice criticizing him on how he spends his downtime being ungrateful there's also women that can be really nasty and because of their unresolved issues from maybe past relationships they make the man that they're with pay for the things that the men did to them in the past i think that most times you know unconsciously women disempower men because they really don't know how to get their needs met or or they don't feel safe enough so what happens is that they take control because they're afraid to let go and they're afraid to trust his lead to to protect, to provide and to take care of them. They might be afraid so maybe they lash out and and blame him for things they may fear that they're going to be dominated or taken advantage of. And typically women don't trust weaker men. What do I mean when I say weak? Someone who is unsure of his role in life, someone who isn't a leader in his own life, who has no direction. And that's really just the truth. Most women want a man to lead. And a lot of times... Women take on the power and control because no one else has done it for them. You know, in a healthy way in the past, there's a healthy way for a man to lead without coming across as controlling, abusive, jealous, right? The problem is when women have these tendencies towards strong men, they're not going to put up with that. Any strong man who knows his worth, who knows his power, He's just going to go find a a woman who isn't willing to diminish his confidence because she's confident, she's soft on her own. She doesn't need to cut him down to make him feel better. Someone who's willing to trust and allow him to lead and provide. And when men feel that they're losing their sense of masculinity, They react in in one or two ways. They either pull away and retreat or they go in the opposite direction and they rebel and they're going to go find any way possible to regain that feeling of masculinity, even if it has to involve cheating. And as women, they might believe that using these tactics will inspire or, or motivate their man. But it does the absolute opposite, making him feel less productive. When we feel less productive, we lack confidence, right? We really need to start supporting one another. You know, men want to feel respected, they want to feel significant, they want to feel needed, period. And I know that many women say, I don't need a man. But really, when a woman says this, that we don't need a man, that, that is the furthest from the truth. And we need to come to this understanding that we do need each other, men and women both, because men are going this way, women are going the other way, and they're saying we don't need each other. And that's a complete lie. We do need each other. We all play a part in this life. And to really have a closer look at ourselves as individuals, that's what needs to happen, rather than pointing fingers and blaming other others for this or that. You know, the idea of competition and inferiority that needs to all come to an end. I think it's important as women to learn that we need to start showing men that we do need them and show them support and praise for all the good that they do. Start focusing on the positive things that that men bring to the table rather than focusing on maybe what he's lacking and, and men need to do this as well, support her, you know, look at her strengths and, and praise her for the good that she does. You have to work as a team. You know, I really don't blame men for feeling the way that they do these days. I know I preach a lot about the importance of enlightenment and self-development, but I do feel that men are being a little bit attacked by women nowadays. And a lot of great men are being left behind. But I don't want to get involved with that. That's a whole nother show. So let's move on to how you go about securing your identity. I think that this part of the podcast isn't only just important for men, but for women as well to tune in. You know, we all have a little bit of work to do, there's always room for self-improvement. And personally, I don't think that that ever stops, right? But first, I think it's important to say that don't ever try to be something or someone you're not. If you're happy with your life and how you're living it, I think that that should continue and you should continue to do that and just be you and embrace who you are you know, we all carry both masculine and feminine energy, both men and women. And it's important to find the, the, the the balance between those polarities in order to create balance in our own lives, because too much of something isn't always good. Okay. I believe society is hypnotizing these women into becoming obsessed with their careers. And I think it's, beautiful to see women rising up and wanting to better their lives. Absolutely. I did it so I I can relate. But when it happens, women tend to be more driven by too much masculine energy, which is something that we can't always help as women, right? When there's no man around, we have no choice but to step into our masculine energy because we have, we we do everything ourselves, right? So when this happens, it, this habit becomes embedded and women then tend to have this attitude that they need to take charge. And I mostly see it in women who have either been hurt or let down by men or who just have been single for way too long. And When women do this too much, they end up attracting a man who's more in his feminine energy. When we're too masculine, it's going to attract a feminine man. So I want to talk about what each energy means. Feminine energy consists of nurturing, soft, playful, empathetic, intuitive, compassionate, and vulnerable traits, right? masculine energy is more so assertive. They're goal-driven. They have courage, strength and independence. They have a vision. Now, when there's excessive levels of masculine energy, it's going to manifest as attributes like competitiveness or aggression, even dominance. So oftentimes if a woman's acting through too much masculine, it can be a little bit not so pleasant, right? That they seldom show their feelings. They can be cold. They can be a very unforgiving because they're all about their goals. You know, they're all about their independence and having direction. And again, nothing wrong with those things, but if it's too much, it's too overwhelming. It's going to turn men away. Now those with too much feminine energy might be too protective of others you could feel accountable for the well-being of others like feeling too accountable for the well-being of others you might be too compassionate and forgiving of others and really not having strong enough boundaries you might be so content with life that you just don't set any any goals so you know this is why it's important to look at your life and and how we're operating For a man to step into his masculine energy, though, if he isn't already there, a woman really needs to slip into her feminine role. Really, there's absolutely no room for him when we're overly masculine. We can't have two masculine energies. It just doesn't work well. It won't be a thriving relationship. You'll even see that in homosexual relationships. There's always one who's more masculine than the other and when we embody our softer essence this doesn't make anyone weak or less than it doesn't mean that you're not strong not at all but I think a question is why do we need to be so powerful so in control and so successful again not that there's anything wrong with it but it is a valid question the thing about women complaining that they can't find a real man, quote unquote, is they're really not allowing him to to be in their life. There's no room for him in their life. I work with men and men, like I said, they want to be needed. And for men, it's not about being wanted. They want to be able to give something bigger you know in order to feel as though they're contributing to the relationship and the more that we are in our feminine energy the more the masculine energy will be able to step forward to you when you create a container for him to be receptive to what he's offering you giving him the opportunity to just pour his masculine power strength and leadership into this space it's about coming together It's about experiencing the flow and the ease as both of the polarities of energies dance together. Another reason men might feel emasculated is low self-esteem, which is rooted in shame. You know, when we have good self-esteem, it's when we have faith in our ability to make changes. We can deal with problems in life. We have a sense of self-worth and pride in who we are. We have a sense of being part of a group or family, whether it's school or just a sense of belonging, right? But these things are lacking when someone has no self-esteem. So how you feel about yourself will really impact how you live your life and, and what affects you. And the idea of emasculation can come from a lack of information within the self you know you're disconnecting from important parts of yourselves you can change this by doing some introspection in order to understand why you feel less than you know where it's coming from you have to ask yourself deeper questions you know how long has it been there how do you see yourself as a man what can you do when you know, these feelings of insufficiency start to gnaw to at you. You want to be able to create a vision for yourself. Learn about what empowers you. Build yourself up by looking at your strengths rather than your weaknesses. You have to be the driver of your own life, or someone else is gonna drive it for you. And who really wants to be a passenger in life? If you feel that you aren't feeling great about your confidence, You can always go out and change that. Go out and do something that's going to make you feel good, even if it's the smallest task. Exercise or go for a walk or fix something around the house. Something that you can do and look at and say, I accomplished this, I feel good about it. You know, when we have a strong sense of self-worth, our foundation can hardly be shaken. No one can make us feel any sort of way if we do not allow it especially when we become confident and build up our self-esteem. This is why a lot of men, if if they would build themselves up a little bit more, they might not feel as emasculated because they're so confident within themselves, right? I think another great um, thought is to go spend time with other men, men who are maybe what you would like to become, you know, can help you. Men's groups are a great way to reconnect with your masculinity. You know, all these guys are there for a lot of the same reasons. It's a great way to support one another. And I think it's amazing that these men's groups are becoming more and more popular. And for some readers out there, you might be interested in a book called Lord of the Four Quarters, the mythology of kingship and how to bring these energies into our life. You know, it's kind of an exploration of the four archetypes, the king, the warrior, the lover, the magician. So that might be something you want to check out. So as much as I would love to continue to stick around, it's getting pretty late here and this is getting very long. I could have gotten into a lot more detail, but, you know, we only have so much time here. Self-actualization is essential. Without it, we don't know ourselves. And what kind of life are we living if we really don't know who we are? It's important to make a life that matters. Stand tall. Be a strong pillar for yourself. And when you can do that, you're a strong pillar for those around you. It's one of the most attractive traits you will carry. I promise you that. I hope that we can all continue to work on ourselves as men and women so we can eventually be able to come back together and build stronger unions than ever before. Okay. I must sign off. I hope I find you here next week. Sending you tons of love and light. Take care. Thanks for listening.